0: Welcome to your weekly oracle by Practical Magic. Hi, I'm Chingay Labrador. Through the tarot, I've found that magic is everywhere. And we can infuse our lives with it with just a little mindfulness and self-awareness. Magic is for everyone, all times, all minutes, all days. And I'm here to give you mystical messages from the cards and help you interpret them in a way that's useful for everyday life. This is your weekly oracle. This week, I have a good friend of mine on the podcast and her name is Rina Nakayama. Rina calls herself a realist and she gets real about the existence of stress while teaching yoga, pain and stress management, mindfulness and meditation. So these are all things that I think are super relevant to practical magic. Rina's been doing all of that mindfulness and meditative work for the past decade while working a desk job and running a travel business. So when the travel industry was brought to a halt in 2020, she had to get very real about creating a social media presence and teaching a variety of classes online, which eventually led her to become a teacher at a university. And so I thought it would be interesting to bring Rina on, not just because I wanted to share the kind of very spiritual talk that usually have in our conversations but i think she has really good insight because she teaches seniors with yoga but also teaches like gen z younger people with her work at the university Rina considers constant learning and unlearning all a part of the complex human experience have a listen so this week we have a good friend of mine We've known each other for I don't know about ten years, probably, like we've known of each other before that, like for a while, right, but we we became friends about ten years ago, and i'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna delay this any longer. Her name is Rina Nakayama Hi, Rina, Hi Chingai, welcome to the podcast. Ah, uh, thanks so much for for allowing me to interview you. I thought that you would be like the perfect guest because you and I, we bond and we became close because we got to know each other in the wellness space.
1: True, true. Thanks for having me. It feels kind of funny talking in this space, but...
0: (laughs) outside our usual chats and whatever. <laughs> Rina and I got to know each other because we were both doing a lot of yoga and we both took yoga teacher training although we weren't classmates initially. Uh, we did end up studying a lot of yin yoga together and then going into meditation. She and I share the same meditation teacher, Eileen um, Tupas, and So, like, I think Rina's career has flourished in the wellness space since then. I mean, she's branched off into other modalities, I guess. And so, maybe you can talk about, like, how you got into, like, yeah, into wellness, mindfulness, meditation, all of that. I I know it's probably a long story, as it is for everyone, but what's the shortened version of that?
1: It's just funny that you say flourish because that's never really the term I would have used to describe it. Yes, we did meet around 10 years or so ago in the yoga space so that has been I have been keeping up with the yoga and also finding myself through yoga. I got into yoga specifically because a studio opened up nearby and then in terms of finding value or rediscovering value of mindfulness and meditation it kind of goes hand in hand with tending to your to your body and everything with yoga. I would say formally, meditation was sometime in 2017. Informally, I feel like I've always had a close affinity towards mindfulness practices because of my heritage. And that's the it, the combination of being like mixed Japanese and Filipino.
0: Okay, so that helped like it it gave you a little bit of background into you know ever meditation and all all these practices like how has it helped you over the last 10 years i think everybody who goes deep into yoga and you know this this type of wellness it's a journey <laughs> you know there are highs there are lows and there're slumps and there are times when it's all you want to do after 10 years of going all, through all these cycles how has it helped you
1: well, at first it helped me with a little bit more stress relief. And then I think why it has been a practice that's near and dear to my heart is because it helped me reconcile my angst and anxiety about the weirdness of what's happening around. So I tend to think of it as reconciling with the cognitive dissonance that, that happens with what's out there and that's so f- that's so broad but it helps me reconcile with the distorted perception of what a lot of people have with and this is my personal practice what i'm seeing what i'm sensing what i'm reacting to in my inward looking space of mindfulness and meditation so i mean
0: going off like the cognitive dissonance like there, there's like a disconnect i guess that's what you're seeing with what's going on outside of you, and maybe other people's, I don't know, reactions to things that happen versus how you're also processing things or going through things. Is yeah, that it? so
1: I I do have a tendency or a sensitivity to uh, seeing how people react. So I'm very sensitive to external reactions, external um actions and therefore there is that part that's very quick to sense like what's going on outside Mm -hmm. and therefore um I'm kind of built to regroup within me and see like okay how is how is this affecting me Mm -hmm. how is how do I guard myself how do I allow myself to take action and sometimes there is also like seeing what other people are saying and also seeing what how other people are holding back from not really saying what they mean and that creates a bit of disconnect or cognitive dissonance mm-hmm. for me that I'm always frustrated with why don't you just say what you really mean to say so mm-hmm. that it matches with your expression and also your nonverbal communication. Mm-hmm. Rina for me is like textbook Scorpio. <laughs>
0: When I was writing my astrology book and I was in the Scorpio part, you were really the person I had in mind because I'm not this way. And that's why it, it's so like stark to me how deep you go when it comes to seeing the world around you and even like, your interactions with people. I, I feel like, I don't know, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like no. you're like a true empath.
1: When people say, like you say, empath... I I really don't take it lightly because it's not the fun kind. This Mm. is where there are no boundaries because oftentimes empathy is described as feeling for the person as if it were you. Mm -mm. And it's often applied to people you like or care for. In my case, (laughs) there is it's non-discriminate. It applies to anyone and everyone. And therefore, it makes me very susceptible to other people that i don't really care for yeah um just their their thoughts and behaviors invading my inner space yeah
0: well i i'm glad you mentioned that cuz like i feel you're not the only one you mm-hmm. can't be the only one so i'm i'm hoping that someone out there listening to this um can identify with with you also and not yeah. think that they're alone in just absorbing
1: all these energies exactly like we shouldn't have to be sponges just absorbing what what other people are um vibing to. Mm-mm. We have to also properly erect ways to manage what is ours and what is theirs and what is something we can share. Yeah. I think
0: you're able to tune into that when you practice mindfulness, for example. Or like when when you do maybe physical yoga asana, you know, you're you're kind of starting to train yourself to to see. Like these little subtle energies, I guess, that aren't superficial. And then I, I guess you kind of, I don't know, you, you form a little bit of sensitivity and then you're able to process, I guess. You're able to see that I can take myself outside of that first and yeah. just understand what's going on. And this is why I react that way. And this is why I get so <laughs> triggered by certain people. I don't know. I, I think it's nice to know that there are things that we can do so that we're not overcome mm-hmm. by, by, you know, our emotions or whatever energies that we get from other people. I mean, it doesn't have to be, I mean, yes, it's overwhelming, but, but there are ways to deal with it.
1: I'd like to think so, but it's a constantly evolving practice. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. hard work, and it's also a lot of, you know, um, trying to evaluate what I'm also perceiving and if I'm distorting my own perception as well.
0: Mm-hmm. That's deep. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we've gotten to know each other well. I mean, apart from like our deep conversations, deep and meaningful, authentic conversations. Um, Like I got to know you when I was starting to dip my toes in tarot. Like I hadn't memorized all the meanings of the cards at the time when we were hanging out mm-hmm. all the time. And I remember like, um, when I was working at that yoga studio, we, I would close the studio, and since you lived nearby, I would hang out at your house, and we would just play around with cards and see what it meant. And I, I would bring my my book, and we'd have to read the meanings because I didn't know. And so, yeah, we've done readings for each other so many times. Like, what's the experience been like for you as somebody who is a Scorpio, who is sensitive to all these energies? Like, what what's that like for someone like you?
1: For someone like me who starts off, like baseline starts off as somewhat of a skeptic, Mm -hmm. it's taught me so many different ways of looking at the same thing from different angles. Mm -hmm. And what I like about your readings is that, for one, I really see how you've developed the art of it. And it's been been fun. It -hmm. always is fun. It's reassuring. Uh, And I really don't take that lightly because I'm not someone who's easily comforted, Yeah. but you do give me solace. You do give me clarity and I appreciate that. What I've seen through the years is that a lot of refinement, a lot of also diversification in terms of like where you gather inspiration for your reading. So it's, it's funny how like refinement means like, focusing in mm-hmm. right on and and developing that mm-hmm. sharpening it but at the same time you've also broadened and branched out so this is my way of saying like I've seen new flourish oh thank you <laughs> so right back at you
0: mutual admiration <laughs> society i think that tarot readers like their practices at least for me it, it becomes more informed the more you live your life mm-hmm. like i mean there's nothing wrong with just reading the cards all day every day but if you don't go out into the world or interact with people, then I guess the wealth of information that you're pulling from becomes limited. That's that's just me. Oh, I mean, that makes
1: so much sense. Yeah. And I think there has been more of that. Mm-hmm. in you know in through the years. Yeah. 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 So I guess like it's true
0: that there is wisdom that comes with age you know if you're going to a, you could go to a young tarot reader and you know you're gonna get fresh perspectives but then you go to someone like 20 30 years older than you and they're gonna be pulling from like a deeper well i mm-hmm. guess and so it depends sometimes you just want something not them on surface level but but you want uh the perspective of someone who's seeing the world with different eyes than you someone someone who's younger but then other times you need somebody who's lived (laughs) that's true yeah okay so you've taken your interest in mindfulness meditation wellness all of that like into a different path by teaching in universities and you're teaching college students now did it start during the pandemic yes
1: it the opportunity came this pandemic i never had any inkling of it i never thought i would be capable of it yeah and
0: so how has that been because like yeah we were talking about you know the the differences between someone who's young and someone who's like lived a, a, a long life like how has it been interacting with kids because these these people are like what in their late teens or early 20s it's
1: it's fun like, this is such a segue, a really great segue from what you mentioned earlier about, you know, getting readings from a younger person mm-hmm. versus an older person. Like from my end, I say that with my younger students, and I, I would have to categorize them as younger adults, the teenagers to 20-somethings, I noticed that they tend towards absolutism so they're very defined and definite about how things are and how things should be but it's funny that and I keep having to repeat that so I wish that's that doesn't become a crutch word for this podcast mm-hmm. but um so on one hand they're so clear cut about how they think the the world and how they think their life should be but then they battle with how it's not turning out that way mm. and so they give themselves a lot of leeway to kind of move based on their mood okay. so that's the part that becomes very unpredictable for them or unpredictable on the side of someone who's being with them seeing them because they think that you know they're very intentional about what they're doing but they're not mm-hmm.
0: Do you think that's like a, Mm. is it a Gen Z thing? Or do you think it's like the folly of youth also? Like, did we go through that when we were that age?
1: Yeah, it's probably the folly of being young Mm -hmm. and idealistic. Yeah. The current Gen Z, I would think they're very knowledgeable because they have so much information at hand. But then they also struggle with integrating the lived knowledge or the lived wisdom that comes hand in hand with information mm-hmm. and sometimes they they get by by trying it out like changing clothes or changing your hair color funny i see that but but it's not quite the same as going through things without tutorials going through things without the how-tos that you can easily find online ah. which you know, if you were of a certain generation, you didn't have roadmaps, you didn't yeah. have blueprints, yeah. you didn't have someone to model after. Mm-hmm. And you just figure it out. You figured it out figure in the out. dark. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> but so I guess in comparison to the younger generation, because I I have been teaching older generations and I would specify seniors and under the yoga space. I would say that they're a lot more apologetic about their inadequacies. So while they are apologetic about their inadequacies and what they're not good at or what they're not good at anymore, they are very responsive and also liberated when you listen to them, when you ask them questions about them, Mm -hmm. and when they feel understood and cared for. Mm -hmm. So there's a freedom that comes with yeah so in that they become a little bit more forgiving of themselves Mm -hmm. whereas it's harder to get a younger person to learn how to truly forgive themselves and then allow some course correction of behavior and then take it into like actionable steps i guess as you
0: go through life you're kind of broken down (laughs) by your experiences
1: until you just
0: Learn how to surrender and you just learn how to, you know, accept, I guess. It and, might and also resist. be my
1: niche, you know, the market that I'm tending to. Who right. are often quite broken down spirits. Yeah. So it might be that. To
0: put into context, okay, cause, because you are a teacher in so many ways. Okay, you teach the kids in school, right? What do you, like, what specifically is your subject?
1: So it's a gen ed subject that's a prerequisite for all freshmen. Mm -hmm. And it's a new and unique curriculum or program that Lyceum University conceptualized to kind of help students have access to emotional awareness education and also like Mm self-regulation tools in hopes that they get through and also thrive, not just school life, but afterwards. So we integrate financial literacy, some life skill building like ikigai and grit, and a a few others that are not just within the wellness um, spectrum. I wish someone taught us that before. (laughs) And then, and then for like
0: on the opposite end of the spectrum, what do you teach for the seniors? You deal with them a lot, also. And I think you have a fondness. You've always had a fondness for the older. The older set.
1: Yeah, it's either re- really, really young or really, really old. But really, I cater to anyone mm-hmm. who, who's pretty beaten up and not knowing where to go with the pain that they're having. Mm-hmm. So that that's why even during the pandemic, my clientele has been bizarrely ununiform. <laughs> <laughs> the elderly, well, and... I guess outside of the school setting, I teach more yoga mm-hmm. and that's kind of using the, the word yoga in a very um, general umbrella term because oftentimes we could also be just be talking. Yeah. Oftentimes it, it could be a Q&A. Oftentimes it could be lying down and figuring out what they're sensing or what they're not sensing. Mm-hmm. So it's not always movement oriented or action oriented
0: yeah not conventional and i think after you know being going through all our trainings and you know going through so many experiences within that space i think we've learned that you know yoga is everywhere it's not just it's not just a physical movement and it's not just sitting in meditation right it can it can be this it can be a conversation also that's right yeah My conversations with Rina are always so deep. (laughs) Okay, so you are a teacher, but then I think, you know, as someone who has also taught, I I feel like we learn more than our students learn from us. So, what are you still learning about yourself?
1: I've learned so much about myself teaching students. Yeah. And it feels almost unfair to say that because, you know, I should be the rock that's holding their space. But I think when I am um, being present to them I can't be someone who's already reached a destination I have to be someone who's right there meeting them as they are and allowing them to see me as I am mm-hmm. right now so it could be a mixed bag there are days when I have my stuff together and there are days mm-hmm. when I don't mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I think that, that that also mirrors like my experience as someone who reads tarot because I never know what someone I read for is gonna bring to the table at any day and you know sometimes I feel super equipped to okay I like I went through that I can I feel like I, I, I can I know what I'm talking about I can give you information and then other times some people come with me with very specific you know issues whatever they're going through and like super out of the box that I, I have no idea but then at least you know we have these tools that can connect us with other people but you find your way I would like to think so I mean they come back for reading so <laughs> I hope so <laughs> speaking of readings we're gonna do a reading for today I'm gonna do a reading for Rina and of course this reading goes out to everybody listening um, I'm, I'm sure you know we're all connected by a common thread and you may pick something that resonates with you from this reading. Our theme for this week will be freedom and independence because we did mention that a while ago when we were talking about getting older and how, I yes, people who have experienced a lot of falls in life have kind of learned to learn to accept that and and that that acceptance i guess kind of liberates you and gives you a bit of freedom so we're gonna do a three card reading and for this i'll be using the practical magic starter deck so this is the first tarot deck that i created and it's meant to be accessible to anyone it's a great tool for those who just want to start learning tarot and then um, complimenting that I'll be using the latest deck that I'm going to be coming out with in April and it's called the Extraordinary Incantations deck and this is inspired by tarot but every card has an uplifting message so that we end our reading with some good vibes I hope crossing my fingers what you don't see
1: is my
0: intrigued face yeah. <laughs> <speaking. laughs> yeah you're like one of the first people seeing this deck Since we're going to be talking about freedom and independence, let's do three prompts. So our first prompt, it's what can freedom and independence look like for you at the moment? So Irina, go ahead and pick a card, any card. You can hold it up. First card is what can freedom and independence look like for you? And our card is the star the star is one of the major cards of the tarot. So it's like a small group of cards that represent important milestones in life. And the star, so we have a picture of a man here holding like what looks like a celestial object and he's looking upwards into the sky, which is also dotted with stars. And the star symbolizes hope. It's optimism and healing. In the tarot, the star is the card that comes after the tower, which is the destruction card. And so the story of the star is, after everything in your life breaks down, you have all this space to heal. And there is so much healing when you clock into that feeling of freedom and independence. I think people have a lot of plans for themselves when they think of freedom. Like, okay, uh, the minute I break away from my job, for example, I'm going to do this, 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 I'm going to travel, I'm going to buy my own place i'm gonna you know they have all these very set plans about what's gonna happen i think what people forget is that once they secure a certain amount of freedom there's healing that needs to happen also so freedom means yes being more optimistic about what the future holds but it also involves a lot of deep inner work and I think it's about wrestling with the destruction that happened before, kind of coming to terms with that. Because I don't think you can really access independence if you don't like dive into whatever made you dependent or whatever you know chained you to a certain situation. So I think freedom—it's it's all about healing. Okay, nice. Do you agree? <laughs> I embrace. <laughs> I embrace. Okay, I love it. Our second prompt is, How can I be freer? So, pick a card. And our pull for this prompt is, The Ten of Swords. And the catchphrase for this card is, I've had it up to here. And in this card, uh, it's a very like fun leopard print background. But in the middle, there's a picture of a girl and she's screaming. And the Ten of Swords is, one of those very notorious tarot cards that people don't like getting. I personally don't like getting it, but you know, sometimes the tarot tells you what you don't want to hear and you don't want to deal with. Okay, so our question is how can I access freedom? The Ten of Swords means that you need to deal with all the thoughts that are running through your head. I think if you don't meet yourself where you're at and acknowledge that there's so many things you're worried about. There's so many things hampering you from feeling independent and feeling free. You're not going to get there. Mm-hmm. So the Ten of Swords is saying, yes, I acknowledge that I'm anxious. I acknowledge that there are a lot of things that I don't want to think about. But it's also saying that I'm going to show up and I'm going to take things one step at a time I feel like this card always reminds me of eating bangus that's not boneless <laughs> and it's so hard like you want to eat that fish but you have to take out all the tinik all the bones right and it's so painstaking the process of taking out all the tinik the swords cards in the tarot uh, represent our intellect and so think of that like tinik in your head all, all these thoughts that are invasive, that are overly critical, overly judgmental. Those are the things you have to meet head on and, you know, pull out those thorns one by one. It's going to take a lot of time. So you have to be patient with yourself when you come into contact with the Ten of Swords. I guess freedom is a wonderful thing, but if you work at it harder, it means more to you. And once you access it After all of this I think you're gonna do more To not let it get away from you again
1: That makes a lot of sense it res- Especially the I've had it up to here <laughs> With a screaming face Yeah, um, Resonates a lot Because I think my threshold For um, tolerate, Tolerance In general has, has really Not been what it used to be mm-hmm. I can't contain what is what makes me sick and twisted from how other people deal with their issues
0: yeah so the tarot stories is saying yeah it's totally normal to just feel like you're oversaturated already and know that like the tens are the like the final number in the tarot so after you get through this you're at the end you start from scratch and you make you make room for the healing that's needed Okay, our final card is an action that you can take because, you know, these are like big lofty things that we're talking about. And sometimes you can feel really clueless about like, okay, so I, I acknowledge that I need healing. Okay, I've had it up to here. Now what? So let, let's try to get a bit of practical advice, something you can do this week to help you out with whatever uh, freedom you want.
1: And this is the exciting part from this Practical Magic. <laughs>
0: I hope. Yep. I hope. Okay. Our pull for this prompt, our action step is the hermit. <laughs> <laughs> the hermit is my favorite card out of all the cards, out of all the 78. So I love that it showed up. The hermit is another major card. So it's, it's talking about how important it is to find solitude. And So here we have a girl who's holding up like a book. I like to think of it as a journal and just being by herself. And she's contained within a frame. And I think that just represents how you need to kind of climb into your own cave for a while. Solitude is not something that people are comfortable with. Mm -hmm. I think Um, there were very few who just kind of relish that, that hermit feeling.
1: Can I share one of the ways I've had to close up my goals or avenues that make it a little bit hermit-like. Mm-hmm. So I've stopped checking Instagram or Facebook mm-hmm. because it feels like I have to have access to all these people, you know, people in my life without any filtering. So like having to see anyone on my feed makes me have to be connected and engaged and feel responsible or feel like I have to do More care, which is very very hard when I have to manage other things that require more focus, concentration, and energy. So I've you know stopped using that for looking and for entertainment. But I've been comfortable like browsing on TikTok. So there is that distance because I don't know who's going to pop up on TikTok. mm -hmm. I don't. They're mostly people I don't know. Therefore, there is that distance yeah. of, like, you're you and me, we're separate.
0: Mm-hmm. So I think it's a little bit ironic that we're talking about freedom and independence, but then and then the hermit shows up. Like, you want to be free? Okay, spend some time alone and, you know, hold yourself up. But I think the value with closing yourself off from time to time, being, being very mindful about when you become a hermit, is you be able, being able to tune out all the noise because there's just so much noise and sometimes sometimes you just need to hear yourself think again
1: and I'm focused on the face-to-face interactions and direct conversations and communication
0: yeah versus you know just like letting life be like a free-for-all for you and it's just it's just too noisy it's too magulo and I think the hermit is also setting the perfect stage for you to deal with the ten of swords that I've had it up to here uh, because when you spend some quiet time to yourself, so that's the homework for this week. Everybody take, you know, whatever, five minutes, a weekend, whatever, time to yourself. You're able to run through all those all those Ten of Swords thoughts in your head and just like heal the layers one by one until you are ripe for the healing of the star.
1: And this is why I love your reading because your readings because... What you're sharing with with me now is reassuring because it's not making me doubt myself. It's actually Mm. telling me that like I'm doing what is Yeah, you're already doing doing it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, stay on course. Yeah. Keep at it. Rather than like second guess and question myself.
0: Because yeah, we for because of all that noise, we forget how wise we actually are. okay we're gonna end this reading with a card from my new deck i'm so excited to share this with someone live (laughs) okay um our final card is just a little piece of advice that we can take with us when we start to question ourselves and when we need some validation so our pull is the strength card we got all the majors this week and the catchphrase for this card is I bend and don't break. And we have like a a lady here. She's holding up what looks like the night sky. Um, it's a very like a Hercules-looking kind of card. Um, it can feel like a Herculean task to stay strong. And I think strength isn't about, you know, we did talk a lot about breaking things down. So it's interesting that this card came up. Um We need to be pliant. We need to be able to be flexible and adapt. And that's where the strength comes from. Not from holding ourselves so stiffly so that because we're so concerned that life is going to break us down, we just kind of stiffen up. Um, We need to switch over and try to bend instead instead of being so focused on the breaking. And that's where the strength comes up. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Irina, for coming on to your weekly oracle and sharing all your insights with us. Uh, For anybody who wants some nuggets of wisdom from my Scorpio friend, where can they follow you?
1: So as I said, I've not been active on Instagram. That's right, I'm sorry, (laughs) but But, you're there. (laughs) But I do have... um, posts there and we'll see i don't have hard rules about about things I i try to listen to my intuition and so you can find me at um reena rising on instagram you can also find me as Rina climbs on tiktok
0: oh you climb and you rise okay thank you Rina. thank you chengai I hope you gleaned something out of my conversation with Rina and from the reading that we did for this week. Thanks again for coming week upon week to listen to your weekly oracle. If you have any stories or questions you want to share with me, feel free to reach out to me at sparksomemagic@gmail.com. at gmail.com. And if you have a question that you want to ask for the cards, you can head on over to Instagram at practical underscore magical. I have a story highlights there where you can type in your inquiry in a question box and fingers crossed I'll get to your query in a future episode. Have a good week ahead, everybody, and I hope you feel some freedom and independence
1: this week. Bye.